When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Standard. An investigation is set to be launched after hundreds of passengers were stranded on Elizabeth Line trains on Thursday night. Transport for London said four trains were left stranded after another rail operator's train hit the overhead power lines, which are managed by Network Rail. It means some passengers were left stuck on the trains for four hours, some of which were left literally in the cold and dark as the trains were without heating or lighting for a while. And some footage shows passengers walking alongside the tracks after being escorted from the train by staff. One of those passengers caught on the Elizabeth line last night was the Evening Standards Editor-in-Chief Dylan Jones, who joins me now. So Dylan, first of all, quite an experience for you on the train last night. How did it all unfold? Um, Well, I left work, I would say, about 6.45 I did my normal walk to Liverpool Street for the Lizzie line, which is my daily commute, which is normally absolutely brilliant. I live just in Hyde Park Estate and it gets me to work if I'm lucky in about 22 minutes. I love the Lizzie line. It's one of my favourite things in London, actually. I think it's uh, Londoners in terms of transportation is finally collided with the 21st century, which is fantastic. But last night it was tricky Yeah, I think I left about 6.45, so got to the station just about 10 to 7. The train didn't arrive forever. I think we were waiting for 20, 25 minutes. Then the train arrived, it went off, then it stopped, then it stopped again, then it stopped again, and it took an age to get to Farringdon. They were quite good at communicating, but when someone is just telling you that (laughs) that things are going to go bad... (laughs) The expectation kind of wears off quite quickly. You um, you become quite frustrated. And then we were trapped for quite some time before Farringdon. There were some parents there with small kids, a couple of women by themselves with small children. That looked incredibly challenging. Then we eventually arrived at Farringdon. And I sat on the train for 10 minutes because it wasn't immediately apparent that it was stalled there. So I stayed there for quite some time. And then like a lot of other people uh, left and then it was, well, I mean, first world problems. It was raining. You couldn't get a taxi, blah, 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 blah. I eventually ended up on the central line where there were also delays. So, yeah, it was over two hour, two and a half hour journey that should have taken 20 minutes. But you know what? It was fine. No one died. That's it. And I understand some people on the Elizabeth line were 
quite hard done by at times with no lighting, no heating, no toilets. Were you one of those? And what were the sort of scenes around you, I suppose? And the Lizzie line's odd because often, even at peak times at rush hour, because the, the trains are so frequent, they're often empty. Last night, because everything was backed up because of this signal issue west of um, Paddington, it was fairly unpleasant. And there were some intermittent lighting issues, but I certainly didn't suffer in the way that lots of people did. In fact, one of my colleagues here, Anna, I think she suffered more than most, actually. I think she had a journey which took around three hours. But um, I say normally the Lizzie line is pretty damn good. It's a fantastic example, as I say, of proper transportation in a city. And has there been any talk at all of compensation for passengers such as Anna, as you say, who was stuck on the train for you know, around three, four hours. Has there been any talk of that, do you know? There hasn't been any talk of it. I'm not sure what kind of due process you would go through. I think if you've missed a flight and you were using the Lizzie line to get to Heathrow, I think that's an issue. And I think compensation should be addressed. But for other people, it's just, it reminds you that the Lizzie line is not immune to the same issues that every other tube line has. So, hey ho. Let's take a break now. Coming up in part two, our transport editor, Ross Lydell, reveals what may have caused the issues in the first place. And he said, essentially, what was done then was that the job was done on the cheap and that the power cables were sort of stretched across these four or six lines uh, with few posts in between. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Joining me now is our transport editor, Ross Lydell. So Ross, first of all, can you just explain what actually happened to the Elizabeth line to leave so many passengers stranded for up to four hours? About half past six last night, a Great Western Railway intercity train coming out of Paddington and heading for Cardiff via Bristol Temple Meads collided with something on the tracks around the Ladbrook Grove area. Now, it's probably part of the overhead wiring cabling system. And the result of this impact was that the overhead wires essentially came crashing down and this impacted on between four and six lines out of Paddington and essentially brought seven trains to a standstill in this part of West London. And how much of a a calamity is that really, Ross, when it comes to sort of train infrastructure? I mean, is it something that 
could and probably should have been avoided? Or do we sort of have to wait to see what the investigation says? Oh, there's no question this should not have happened. This is obviously highly dangerous and it has a massive impact in terms of keeping the trains running because what happened was all these trains essentially lost power, were unable to move, and you had thousands of passengers stranded on seven trains. We had four Elizabeth Line trains, both trains going out of Paddington and trying to get into Paddington and into the central London tunnels that the Elizabeth Line runs through, as well as two Heathrow Express trains and the Great Western Railway train that couldn't get onto Bristol and Wales. So you had, yeah, as I say, many thousands of passengers stuck, both people trying to get home. We had international passengers who were coming out of Heathrow and trying to get into London. And we also had a number of families, including some colleagues from the Evening Standard, who were trying to get into central London to go to Christmas performances. So it was particularly distressing for many. The main problem was experienced by people on the Elizabeth Line, and I'm afraid that was just due to a matter of the call of nature, shall we say, that the Elizabeth Line trains, unlike the Heathrow Express trains or the Great Western Railway train, the Lizzie Line trains don't have any loose. They were specifically designed not to have toilets on board to allow more space for passengers. However, let's say TfL which ordered the trains has rather come up short here because it ends up with the fact, and not for the first time, that passengers have experienced extreme discomfort being trapped for so long on trains that get colder because the heating's not on as well. And they're basically bursting for the loo and uh, had to actually let off the train to go and uh, essentially urinate on the tracks, which is an appalling and desperate situation. That's it. And there's been footage of passengers' experiences on the trains, especially the Elizabeth line. What have passengers been saying, really, about their experience? I think the main thing has been the lack of communication. You know, some passengers I spoke to this morning said they were concerned that something really uh, serious had happened in terms of was this some sort of terrorist attack? There had been rumours going around there was another train that had been halted around Hounslow. So there was this element of mystery about what exactly was happening on the railway and why has the air train suddenly stopped and why have the lights gone off? Uh, really quite alarming. And after a while, of course, with any with a lack of communication, then you become more and more, more alarmed and think, what on earth have I been caught up in? More so as well when the train is packed and uh, you know there's not a lot of space and you can sort of feed off the nervous energy of other passengers and everybody starts to worry and get concerned. Some passengers as the minutes ticked into hours, were becoming sort of increasingly desperate and uh, some were essentially trying to open the doors, which obviously is incredibly dangerous as well on a live railway. Although what we know, of course, now is that essentially the power had gone down. So the overhead cables were not transmitting power to the trains, but of course could have still have been live themselves as well as the, the live tracks at sort of ground level. And it's a sad indictment of our public transport, really, isn't it? That this brand new all bells and whistles line can be hit by such a long delay. Yes, although I think what we have to do here is separate the trains and the track. Now, the Elizabeth line is uh, essentially something of a sort of hybrid railway. And it's even though there was a brand new section built at great expense between Abbeywood and Paddington, which is pretty much the central London tunneled section, although the trains do sort of pop up into the open air, sort of beyond Whitechapel and onto Abbeywood, these tunnels and tracks are all brand new and are TFL tunnels and TFL tracks. 
and there's not a lot wrong with them. You know, they run pretty well. The problem that the Elizabeth Line has is that west of Paddington and also east of Liverpool Street, it has to rely on the mainline railway tracks that are owned and operated by Network Rail. Now, the issue, generally, the tracks east of Liverpool Street and up out to Shenfield have been in pretty good order and the services there have been running fine. The problem that the Elizabeth Line has, and now obviously Heathrow Express and GWR has as well, is that these tracks west of London are incredibly busy. And uh, speaking to one incredibly well-informed rail expert today, he pinned the blame on essentially work done 25 years ago to electrify that part of the track out to Heathrow Airport for the start of the Heathrow Express service. And he said, essentially, what was done then was that the job was done on the cheap and that the power cables were sort of stretched across these four or six lines uh, with few posts in between so that if the power cable is brought down, it's not just brought down on one line, it's brought down on all lines and then basically you can't get in and out of Paddington. So it's chaos. You obviously this is one of the busiest mainline stations in the country. So basically, perhaps a bit, a bit of a bodge job done 25 years ago is to blame for the risk of chaos on a daily basis now that passengers on the Elizabeth line and other lines in and out of Paddington now face. Interesting. And obviously, we know, you know, an investigation is taking place now, which will either confirm or deny that or certainly confirm what the issue was. How long will it likely take to get answers and solutions, really? What both Network Rail and Great Western Railway sources are indicating is that the train hit the cabling rather than the train brought down the cabling, although that's something that we wait to have confirmed. So it seems essentially the train couldn't get out of the way, that something had fallen or had been uh, dangling too low. And then when the train came along, there was nothing it could do but essentially make the problem a whole lot worse. So we wait and see, I guess, from the passenger perspective, that if services are running again, you know, we're told by sort of lunchtime on Friday, things should be back to some degree of normal. Although Great Western Railway was telling its passengers between London and Reading this morning not to travel. And certainly the Lizzie line was running, but with severe delays. You know, the wider issue, of course, is stopping this happening again. Now, what we do know as well is that, as I reported on this a couple of months ago, TfL has had concerns for some time over the state of the track and infrastructure west of Paddington, both the track and the signalling and also the overhead cables. Now, Network Rail has got in mind a plan to replace the overhead cabling, but this would not start until 2024 and take until 2029 to upgrade all the overhead power cables. And that's if its plans are approved by the rail regulator as well, the Office of Rail and Road. So whatever the outcome, whoever is to blame here, Network Rail has long-term plans to fix this, but the bad news for passengers is Essentially, you're going to have pretty much the rest of this decade having some sort of work going on in that part of London, which will probably mean there will be a substantial either late night or weekend closures to allow this work to take place. And I understand, Ross, there were some notable names stuck on the Elizabeth line for up to four hours. Who were the, the celebs on the line at the time and what did they say? Yes, well, the celebs on the line were Rachel Riley of Countdown fame, and James Blunt of uh, Your Beautiful fame. 
So uh, Rachel Riley put some pictures on Twitter or X overnight saying how at last she was uh, being allowed off the line and it looked like she had uh, actually gone and got herself a, a sort of selfie with the train driver who she seemed to be saying had tried to do his best to keep the passengers informed. Obviously, if he's trying to turn on the juice and there's no juice and he can't move his train, there's not a lot he can do. He wasn't the man who caused the problem. Basically, those on the Elizabeth line were rather victims of circumstance that their trains couldn't move because they hadn't got any power coming to their train engines. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back on Monday afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.